Alrighty, we are back again, guys, for another episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. Hope you're all having an amazing week. Uh, I know things are obviously still a bit crazy going on in the world right now, but the best thing we can do is focus on what we can control, uh, stay in gratitude, and uh, be grateful for a lot of the lessons that are coming through in the world right now. And we really got to stick together, and and we're all in this together, as cliche as it sounds. So, uh but this week, guys, we are on to episode number 18, I think it is. I've got a very special guest today, Miss Veronica Bennett. Now, Miss V uh, is a relationship coach. She's an expert in everything self-love, relationship with yourself, and then how that in term, how that goes in, and interprets in all relationships you have in the outside. And we touch base today on everything, the masculine-feminine dynamic, understanding that as men and women, we are similar, but we're also fundamentally different in so many ways. And how you can cultivate that relationship with yourself to then overflow your cup onto others' lives and live a life thriving in both your relationships and your career. So I shall let the podcast do the speaking as always. Sending much love, guys, and we'll see you in there. Alrighty, my dudes. So we are back here again for another episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. And we have a very special guest here today, Miss Veronica Bennett. Veronica is actually an expert in all things relationships and the relationship with yourself, which at the end of the day is the most important one. And all relationships will come to reflect that. Alrighty, so I thought it would be incredibly powerful to get Miss Veronica on today to touch base on these topics and also to get it from a female's perspective too, which is incredibly powerful. Now, Miss Veronica, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Darren, for having me on this beautiful (laughs) morning that we are having and sharing together. It's awesome. It's beautiful to be here. And we met, it's literally about, it's a full circle moment now. It's literally about a year ago now that that we met at at a Luke Hawkins NLP prac. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, I re- what I really loved about you when we met was I was um, walking around the room assisting and you yeah. lent the fear immediately. You identified yeah. fear, you lent in, and I was the illusion of that fear at that time. <laughs> and I just thought, yeah. there's something about this man, he's going places. <laughs> and it was very sexy. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And like, well, we said that thing, what, what came up at that time was that it was a fear of, of speaking to attractive women and at that point, you know, and, and, and that came up and it was beautiful and, and uh, yeah, it was great to, great to share that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, you have a beautiful radiance about you too, Miss V and I'm sure a lot of women look up to you as well which is incredibly powerful. And I think what's really important here too, is that you've been on an in- incredible journey where you, there were points where you didn't love yourself, I'm sure. And, and where you struggled with that relationship with yourself. Right. And now you've come to a place where you had to go inwards and do the work. Right. And, and to really feel again and, and to open that heart. And, and now you've come to, to cultivate this, to help others as well and to show the way. So can you just share with us like the spark notes version of your story and, uh, and how you arrived to where you are today? Absolutely. So I grew up overweight and um, so I realized early in the game, I 
was one what whatever you consider the popular kids i guess the kids that go to the dance parties and the events and you know but i was the girl that was put in the corner and so i made my personality work for me and i was the nice girl and i always tried to excel in school and leadership but i had an awful home life my dad worked a lot and my mum um is a recovering alcoholic now and suffers from depression so i didn't grow up with a lot of support and um early on in the game being overweight i would you know so there's a lot of stories but i just lent into me and so i'd go to these dance parties and i go to the podium and i'm 90 odd kilos and i'm dancing and all my friends are hooking up in the corners and i'm like dancing on my own and i'm like oh well that was a bit disheartened because no one wanted to be with me but i was like whatever right Anyway, I didn't let that story play me out. And at 18, I met this guy and I really liked him. He was super good looking, way better than me. And I'd lost a bit of weight by then. And um, after six months of getting to know each other, we got together. And I realized in that relationship that went for 10 years, he fell in love with my heart. And what I want to teach women is when you really, um, men will come to you when you're attractive, but they'll stay with you for your heart. And we did 10 years together and it was beautiful, but I didn't work on my personal self-worth. So we'd break up, I'd kiss other people, I'd sleep with other people, <clears throat> and then we'd get back together. So it was kind of me being toxic because I hadn't healed my childhood trauma. So anyway, he wants to marry me. We're planning this wedding. I'm like, I can't marry this guy. He deserves better. I feel guilt inside because of what I've done. So I call off the wedding. I call it all off and I didn't heal. Instead, feeling lonely, and at this time, I'm like nearly 30. I'm like searching for a family. I lost all my friends because we had emerged everyone into one group. And I felt the guilt because I walked away. And because of what I'd done in previous relation, what I'd done to him behind, you know, when we'd broken up and that sort of thing. And so then um, I was, um, but I was a real worker at that time. It's still always like working. And I worked at that time in recruitment in HR and I was doing 50 to 60 hours a week and um, we'd take a lot of clients out. That was part of the gig. And there was a client and I knew immediately from the moment he met me, he really liked me. Anyway, I was not interested in this client, but he pursued me. And I ended up going for another, I ended up working in another company because <clears throat> um, I got head on to that. And so he called me and he's like, you're on garden leave, let's try and catch up. I'm like, no, 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 right? Anyway, he's still pursuing me, still pursuing me. I'm dealing with the loss of this breakup that I'm like, like, it's like, I'm, I'm just devastated. This is the best person that I loved and I'm ending it because of, I hadn't worked on me and my relationship with me, myself. And that's where, so what did I do in the next relationship? I just, he broke me down. I let him break me down because I lacked boundaries. I lacked values. I didn't know my own personal needs. So I take a hundred percent responsibility, Garen, of where I am at today. And so I met this man, I saw all he wanted was a lot of love. I'm thinking, I've got all this love inside to give, right? I'll just work on you again. <laughs> I play yeah. out the circle of, okay, so then I'm with this man um, who's a little bit older. He's got children from a previous marriage and I'm searching for a family. So I get to be mum and I love, because I, I play a lot in my feminine, I love nurturing. So as much as I'm a businesswoman and I love, um, dominating in that I and I'll talk to you I'll talk a little bit about that later on I mm -hmm. love being a nurturer I love looking after a family I love cooking cleaning despite having a cleaner all this stuff so anyway Colin story short we spend six years together and as I went on my journey of professional development and I grew and I lent into um, 
who I wanted to be because being Sri Lankan, there's this condition of, well, you have to go to university and be accepted by your family. And you've either got to be a doctor, a lawyer or an accountant. And I'm like, mate, I don't look Sri Lankan one, two, I don't want to be a doctor, lawyer or an accountant. <laughs> They're all boring. So there was this massive uh, push and pull. And also my parents were divorced. So I'm searching for validation from a family that aren't validating me. And then um, cut a long story short, I didn't do the traditional way. I went into professional development. I became an integrative nutritionist and then I became a meditation teacher. And then I did like um, all NLP and next month I'll be an NLP trainer. I'm a hypnosis teacher now. I'm going into tantric work, yoga teacher next year. So I went in this whole real um, certified like relationship coach and um, life coach and all this sort of thing. So all these jobs and all this stuff that I'd accumulated along the way and being a mum. And during that six-year relationship, I had a four, I've now got a four-year-old and a three-year-old. And there's no mistakes. So to anyone that's listening, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. You're listening to Darren and I for a reason. And I'm going to tell you, after six months of, I'm going to the therapist, my daughter at the time is six months old. And I'm like, the relationship's not working. She's like, all right, six more months and you're out. Now I just sold a business of mine. We decided to go to Europe. And I was like, we'll go to Europe and then I'll come back and then I'm, I'm planning the escape. I came back with a baby in my tummy. I'm thinking, oh my God, I literally just got one girl off the boob. I've come to go to Europe <laughs> and I have now got another kid growing in my stomach. So then Charlotte came. So I have a Mia and a Charlotte and they're just on like 17 months apart. But I realize now because I'm not in that relationship and there's no mistakes in life, Mia and Charlotte came to do the dance together. And during this journey, Darren, I lost just on like 30 odd kilos mm. and um, sorry, I lost like 37 kilos, but I put on some kilos since the separation because I emotionally ate and felt very rejected and I've had you to work great. on these issues. <laughs> Thanks. And anyway, now I'm, in, now I'm back in the game plan. <laughs> I love that bringing sexy back because it's all about self-love. And when I talk about sex and feeling really great about yourself, I'm going to tell you what this weight means to me. And guys actually don't even care, girls, to anyone mm. that's listening. He just wants you to be sexy and just really own your body and be confident. But I'll talk about that later. So that's my journey. And then over that time, I evolved and became a coach. And now I specialize in relationships. I try to talk to people about weight loss, but it's not me. I mean, I talk about it, but I'm not passionate about it. I love love. I've loved love since I was little. I used to ask elderly people their stories about how they got together and how they fell in love and... I love seeing people happy. Like when I see people on Instagram and they they look happy, I'm like, oh, you made my day. And so, um, but it is an inward journey, a massive inward journey. And we're all little children that need to heal in order to, um, even in couple relationships, heal that in order to be whole. So then you've got two whole people coming together to create oneness. Which is like that inter, interdependent relationship rather than codependent. Correct. Yeah. Well, you've got codependent which i was like the queen of codependency so no judgment here mm. now it's inter independent and then you go to interdependent yeah 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 beautiful so that's that's like the evolution of yeah when is independent that when you come to that relationship with yourself and then interdependent is when then two holes come together um so what was that oh, look what look what, look what <laughs> did oh oh ha, 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 look at that <laughs> 
here's a perfect example. It's not the right milk. So <laughs> to anyone watching, it's like full cream. I drink almond milk. Don't complain. Just say yeah. thank you to any women listening. Guys, hate it when you complain. Just show appreciation even when they get it wrong. So I'm like, thanks so much. You're such a great friend. In my mind, I'm like, hell, this is the wrong coffee. <laughs> uh, he tried his best. That's it. He tried his best. Well, you know, we've been nice for a long time. So well, that's okay. it. We're all doing the best that we can with the level of awareness that we have. That is <laughs> 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 Yeah, so but when he brought the right coffee back, he realized. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, I just talked about that. See, see how oh, I get weak. Like, oh, he's like, "This is the wrong one." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "Beautiful." And and like coming back because that's really interesting because I haven't heard that before. Where there's so there's codependent, right? Which I understand, and I've been there before as well, right? I think, but naturally, when you're unconscious, it's it's normal, right? Uh, and then when and then there's independent you said and then there's interdependent interdependent so right now we we are two independent people but if we chose to get into a relationship then we're choosing to be interdependent and growing together so we're two whole people coming together where we understand each other's values needs and wants and but we also we know each other's like we're honoring ourselves. Yeah, yeah, which is important. Yeah. So, but it's like, and it's also like the, the holistic psychologist talks about this too, where it's the relationship is also like a safe space, right? Yeah. That you can, that you can grow and you can open up and be, and that communication, right? And be authentic and be transparent. And it's that feeling of that there is safety there. And it's like you're both That's taking ex- extreme ownership for your own reality. So women want safety and men want to feel safe in your arms and feel safe, loved. And and because a lot of the time we walk around feeling really scared. Mm. Um, Like in the last six months, every woman will put her hand up and say she's felt really scared. Men want to feel safe in the sense of they can be vulnerable and share their Mm. feelings and say, you know what, babe, I don't have it all together. Or financially we're going through this. Or I'm really nervous about this deal. I'm feeling anxiety here. The problem is with women, and this is where we get it wrong, we either emasculate them, which I'll talk to you about, mm. or we tell our girlfriends. And guys are really private people and they value their privacy and emasculation is not complaining and that's a perfect example of the coffee and just showing mm. appreciation and being like cheering people on. Wow, this is actually, this is, this is very healing to hear this, right? To, to have the to have this awareness right of both and Mm. and yeah i think it's incredibly beautiful and Mm. i think that's a testament to the work you've been doing right which Mm. is which is amazing and and thank you for sharing your story i think that that's beautiful i'd love to i also got got an intervention with tony robbins in front of two and a half (laughs) yeah he he gave you like a firecracker up the ass didn't he i was like yeah i was like every time i'm scared i'm like but I lent in and I lent into complete faith there. And I'm like, and I had so many people in that moment being like trying to make, I had two and a half thousand people like just trying to make it work with this guy. But I was like, nah. And then I had, when I lent into the truth of that event, hundreds of people came up to me. You're not going back, are you? You're not going to go back. You're not going to go back. And I was like, no, I'm not. But I love him. I'll always love him in the sense of he gave me two beautiful daughters. He served that purpose. I honor him for everything he taught me to go inward. So our biggest pain is our greatest blessing. Mm. 
And so every time we've been hurt, my parents, they did the best that they could. Dad showed me hard work, resilience, loyalty. Mum showed me how being dysfunctional and not keeping your family together is exactly how it can go south and how important it is for, and I think a lot of young ladies, if you're listening to this, get your shit together. You want the great guy, but respect yourself. Honor yourself, be playful, but don't be needy. I've been the needy girl. Sometimes I can be a little bit needy too. <laughs> but if we you all get, can. So we all can. I'm always surface level at the beginning a bit needy, but then deeper when you get to know me and I'm comfortable. I'm, I like a lot of time to myself because probably like you, I like to work a lot. And yeah, and, and I think a powerful thing there is is taking the time to go inwards to understand who you are and what you're here to do. Yeah. Because once you understand that, you're not going to be worried about, I guess, your mission and your purpose and that, that naturally, right? Because cause once you understand that, that's like a natural pull, I like to call mm-hmm. it. You're not pushing anymore. It's yeah. as if it's pulling you. Correct. Like, yeah. Do you understand what I mean? It's, it's a calling. 100%. And you're in, for women, we're in flow. So you, you're, I've seen your work and where you're going with this. It's just naturally coming to you. You're honoring your step. While you're in your masculine, you're mm. stepping into your feminine. And as males, you need to naturally do that in order for you to get your genius zone. Mm. For women, if we're playing in our feminine, that's already downloading and coming to us in yoga and meditations and prayer and all these other things. So for us, it's about then stepping into the masculine and actually getting organized and not feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I think the biggest thing when I look at going inward is a lot of people in relationships, they play out jealousy because they don't feel, they feel inadequate because deep down they don't believe they're worthy or enough. But so we have to go down to believing that we are enough. And I spent a whole year working on that. And now it's around that self-worth piece. And that's what I mean around attracting your clients and growing your business. It's like when you know you're worthy of that abundance, it just comes to you. Mm. Uh, so I, I love Meghan Markle mm. and I'm Prince Harry. <laughs> so I'm like, Prince Harry's already taken. And I'm like, no, the metaphor is I want yeah. the best. Yeah. I want to be in this relationship where we are both two individuals and we're coming together and we've got our mission, but there's polarity. And so we'll talk about that. But for for me, it's an inward journey to get to know yourself, get to know your scars, get to know your wounds, get to know your weaknesses, get to know that and talk. And a lot of times what we don't do is when we haven't healed that little child inside of us, we can't speak from a place of, so an example, girls really get really nervous if their boyfriends come back late, right? They're thinking the worst, he's cheating on me. Oh, my God, he's leaving me. And then she goes a bit crazy. Why doesn't she just tell him, honey, I really love you. I don't want to lose you. And when you come home late, I feel unsafe. I feel scared. Mm. But instead of doing that, as soon as he walks in the door, what? <laughs> yeah. He's just thinking, what the? And he immediately puts up a defensive mechanism as well. He didn't get his personal space when she walked in the door. He's just like, what? I need to deal with this. I'm out. Mm. And so to the younger women that are listening to this, the younger men that's listening to this, and men, I want you to step into your masculine. I don't want you to getting walked all over and thinking you need to buy a Tiffany and you need to do this and you need to do that. If she doesn't love you for who you are right in this moment, 
And she's not worthy of you when you're a multimillionaire. If you're, you know, she's like, oh, no, you're not good enough now. But maybe when you make it, when you're like 30 years old or 35 or whatever it is for your demographic mm. or anyone listening to this, oh, then I really appreciate you. No, it doesn't work like that. It's like I love Darren now for Darren. That's it. You're enough just as you are. And so are you. Yeah. And in terms of like, and then you got to look at in relationship, do our values align? Do our mm. needs align? Mm. Do our goals align? Are we, are we going in the same direction? Mm. Yeah. And that communication and that awareness is so important. Mm. Right, this step when you know you're okay to be able to speak your truth and trust yourself. Mm. Know that if this person can't handle all of you, then I can walk away from this experience. Because there's something better coming. Definitely. Someone in more alignment. Someone that will let you play and be seen and be heard and be felt and be understood in all of it. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? To be like first seen and then to be understood and to be accepted. You know, just as we are. And and I, I think a great thing here too for like males and the masculine is that like a woman doesn't want to be fixed. <laughs> And she doesn't no. want to be, she doesn't want to be uh, like, she doesn't want her problems to be solved by you. She just wants you to listen. Yes. Yeah. When we're talking, automatically you're thinking, what part of the sentence, because men are single focus, do I need to listen to to fix it? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, fix it? And she's thinking, what the hell? I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen, honey. Yeah, because because the the by you verbalizing it and communicating it, you're naturally like it's solving the problem yourself in your head. But it's almost as if like it's an energy release, and then after once you release, it's like ah ah, oh, thank you. I feel so much better. And that is actually so scientifically, our um, neurons need to release. We need to do that from a biological point in order for us to feel more calmer and regulate our emotions. So from a science point, we have to do that. But from a, from a stone age point, men are like hunters where, where they're like, oh, I'll just go and solve. Mm. I need to find wood, I'll go find wood. That's what she needs. She needs wood for the fire, right? I'll go do that. Okay, cool. Mm. But she's like, honey, I'm just telling you that I struggled to light the fire tonight. I don't want you to get in the wood. I just want you to listen. <laughs> I'm going to light the best fire the world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it's a it thing as well for men, isn't it? It's that like, we want to provide and we want to be uh, honored for, for, and seen for providing or for, for being that, it's almost like it's almost like the hero, you know? And women, we want a hero. So we want you to be our hero. You want to play out the hero. Now, when a woman is healed, or when a, I'm gonna talk from a female perspective here. So when she's very secure within herself and she's playing in her feminine, not in her masculine energy, she will let you provide and protect for her. She will let you lead the family. And she will play her roles as well. That's not undermining any women saying you cannot have businesses, you cannot be successful by all means. But um, if that woman is playing in her masculine and you're trying to provide and protect, 
she's very if she's got dad issues or hasn't healed a little girl that's been hurt from internal trauma from whether it's been in this lifetime or a previous lifetime then she's going to try and tear it down and she's going to look for chaos she's going to look for chaos because that creates normality so while men want to provide and protect unless we have done the internal work as a woman, we won't let him provide and protect because we're scared that if you, if I let you look after me, you've got control over me. If you control me, I've lost a part of my identity. That means if you go away, I've lost myself. That's why the relationship with self is so important. And I've gone through this, like I'm going through this and I recently gave up drinking because it was the last piece, one of the last pieces in my love and connection because my pattern was boyfriends, fiancés would take me out Friday night, work drinks because of the environments I worked in, champagne. So now I don't have a boyfriend, don't have a partner. I'm like, mate, I'm in COVID. I'm locked down. I'm like, okay, I'm getting drunk. And I'm becoming this amazing coach and everyone's coming to me and they're like, you're awesome. And I'm getting drunk on a Friday night and I'm texting the guy that I like. And I'm with my best friend. He's like, what are you doing? You're not even present with me. You're too busy on your phone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that guy as I've surrendered to that, he's getting the worst version of me because he's just like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> and so the whole thing is just, you have to go inward. So yeah. I just made a decision. I'm not going to drink anymore. It's not serving me because I was doing it out of variety. Cause I love a lot of fun variety. I love to play a lot. And I was doing it out of love and connection. And often we go into drugs, alcohol, sex, all these addiction, addictive behaviors because we're searching for that love, but that love is so inward. So last night, yesterday I had a client offer me champagne in the afternoon. I'm like, no. Then last night I was offered more drinks. I'm like, no. And then last night I just like listened to some romantic love songs, had a bit of a cry. And I imagined myself one day being in an epic relationship and like we're dancing on a Friday night, mucking around together. And it's not based on drugs and alcohol. It's based on two people connecting and then having amazing sex after that. <laughs> we can go there if you want. <laughs> yeah, which is important. And it's incredible because uh, what was I feeling into? Especially for men as well, right? And I think this important distinction of the feminine, right? Because if we're looking mm-hmm. at the masculine feminine dynamic and the uh, oppression or suppression of the feminine especially from the wounded masculine right that's mm-hmm. from their own suppression of the feminine from the inside right and correct yeah and also a mother may have rejected the child so up until the ages of zero to two we are forming right in terms of our attachment styles and so those attachments whether you are um dismissive attachments so you know the guy like for me it's like oh he really likes you and then he gets vulnerable and then he realizes he's overshared because and so then he'll pull away because he's natural he, he naturally was rejected from zero to two or you've got the dismissive um the fearful avoidance they really love you and this is what i this is what i was as i'm moving to secure attachment i really love you but i've always been abandoned so i love you but then you come close i'm going to run away and then oh you're going to run away so i'm going to follow you now and then you're going to come close and then we've got the anxious attachment those people are like Mate, we're getting married in two months. And it's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we, so, when, so that happens from zero to two. So then when you think about the masculine and feminine, we have our attachment styles. Then we have a parent that's pre- rejected us or hasn't allowed us to be who we are, a mother for a, a, man, a man who has a love us or a father that put a lot of oppression 
you must be like this. You must do this this way. You are not good enough. Because that father was probably seeking significance and that mother was seeking validation because she was lacking love and connection within herself. So there becomes the wounded little boy at around five years old. But then he realizes as a teenager, oh, I'm not going to get a chick if I don't actually like to start to step up. So he becomes a bit of a bad boy or mm. a bit of a, you know, um, tries to be something that he isn't. And the mm. girls like it for a bit. Mm. But again, it's not great. It's, then it, it's inauthentic. So he steps mm. back into feminine a bit. Then he realizes the bad boy wins him, but he doesn't know how to be how to be wholesome. So he's toxic. I've got to control you. I've got to manipulate you. I've got to, and he will pick a woman who doesn't understand herself, who lacks boundaries, who lacks needs, who doesn't know her own values, who's wounded within herself. And these wounded feminine and a wounded masculine will play out the wounds together, or the immature feminine. And the and the wounded masculine or toxic masculine, as I call it. Mm. But yeah. you can be divine feminine and divine masculine and come together. And there are moments when you have amazing polarity. You just meet someone. So when I'm like, I've, I've met people, and from the moment I met them, I've just been like, whoa, because he's completely in his masculine. I'm in my feminine, and it's just the energy between us because we're all energies, right? Mm. It's just it's out of this world. I don't know, maybe kindred spirits, you could call it, but. Um, so as women, we love to be in our feminine. We don't want to actually be in our masculine. We want a man to take us to bed and own us. But we have to surrender to that process. We want to, you know, we naturally feel into things. But we want to be loved. And we want to be cared for. And we want to be nurtured. And um, so it, it's, it's a beautiful dance that we're playing with one another. And... Um, in the right relationships, it can be really, really fruit, uh, fruitful and um, fulfilling as such. Yeah, which is beautiful. And I think it's like for males as well, is it's doing the work to uh, get in touch with your own feminine, right? And balance it out because it's both, as I say, like the healthy masculinity way forward or the divine masculine, I guess you want to call it, is having the capacity for both energies. It's having the capacity to be both strong and gentle, right? It's to be able to speak your truth and and set boundaries and be assertive when need be, but it's also to listen and be compassionate and kind, you know, and I can see the expression on your face. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what, that's what, that's what women want. 70% right? you're sitting in your masculine, 70% I'm sitting in my feminine, and then 30% you're bringing to your feminine and 30% I'm bringing to my masculine. So if we're playing that out, you actually don't even have a lot of arguments because you get to a point where it's like, I trust you and men want to be trusted. Women want to trust. I trust you. I respect you. Men want respect. Mm. Women want to give it. Women want validation. Men want appreciation. And, um, and yeah, it's, a be it's beautiful. And, you know, if you look at people that have been married for a really long time, couples that have been married for 20, 30 years, in some way they play this out in their families and it's about being vulnerable in front of the kids and hugging each other and kissing each other and letting their children see it's okay to love and I'm not weak as a man I'm not weak for loving my woman I'm strong and that's strength but I'll still guide my family mm. it's true strength is surrender mm. 100% yeah. but so much so many times, whether you're female or male, we're trying to control because we haven't done the internal work. So 
what we do is we need to control everything. If I know everything, for men it's facts. They need to know the facts. The facts are the certainty that they get. And for women, it's like, um, well, we rely a lot on emotion, but for us it's more like being, we can be a bit needy or we'll just play that helplessness out because we think that, oh, he'll really want to save us. Mm. And get a bit tired of trying to save you as well, right? Like he actually wants you to have his shit together. He doesn't want to save you all the time. And he just thinks there are a lot of work and he's like, really, do I want to do this for the next 50 years? <laughs> yeah. And it was also the masculine mind goes like naturally seeks variety, right? So mm-hmm. it'll go, it'll look and be, it's, yeah, understanding. Yeah, that. look for another woman. Like that's, yeah, that's not as high maintenance or, and what will happen is, so guys, a lot of you, like say you've been married for like 10 years now at this point, she's doing your head in and there's this woman at work, she's easy going, she's fun. She's telling you all the nice things that your wife's not telling you. Oh, I'm just going to lean into that. Most of the time when people cheat, they're cheating because they're lonely. They're cheating because they've been emasculated. So for a man, you've been told, we've been complaining, we've been nagging, we've said that's not good enough, you didn't do that right, we've we've criticised, whether it's in the relationship or people around, and then he's just depolarised. He's just like, I don't want to be around this. I don't want to be controlled because men want freedom. Mm. And smart women will know how to give men freedom but still get their weight. And I can <laughs> <share> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and please do. And I, like, I, that, that is such an important distinction, right, because you understand that the masculine is always trying to break free. That's why we naturally gravitate towards breaking out of the nine to five and and but we can and this is where with men doing the work is so so important right because you can't ever be truly free if you have the shackles of your past holding on to you right right and that's why doing this internal work and having the courage and i say courage because it's not easy you know and it takes you getting over yourself constantly to to feel what needs to be felt right and to let go because it, it's it's true bliss you know that 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 freedom that you're looking for right because what what the masculine is looking for and and um what's his name talks about this i can't remember his name that you the freedom we're looking for is when we're the infinite consciousness of like nothingness right so that's why we go into play video games and we play and we uh, watch TV, right? When we come home from work, because it's from there that we can go into this almost like nothingness, right? Mm -hmm. Where we can, where we don't have to fight anymore, where we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, why a lot of men love the feminine too, is that it's with the woman that you can let go of the of the shackles in a, in a way at times and you can and you can let go of the weight of the world right and you can just be and be mm. present interesting you say that because when we actually as women we don't understand why sometimes why is he watching TV? Does he not like me? Is something wrong? Mm. No, he's just watching TV because he's tired. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to just <laughs> fucking like not focus on anything. He doesn't want to That's solve us. any problems. Like, yeah, and we're like, oh, my God, he doesn't want me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we have all these stories and it's like, mate, he's just sitting down because he's tired. Yeah. Like, that's it. No story. Because 
for men and women don't realize this is we we you can only do one thing at one time right mm -hmm. and so when a guy is weighing up does he want to be with someone he's the equation is time energy is she worth it so she's a she's a six it's going to take me a three in energy and it's going to take me a five in time okay but she's a six and i'm going to put in five i'm one up <laughs> but if she's like a she's like a six but he's got to put in a five and a, and a three and that's eight. He's like, mate, I'm out. It's not worth the output to get that input. Um, and so anyone that's listening to this, any of the younger men or anyone that comes on board, any of the younger women or men, if you bring your girlfriends onto this, the biggest thing I can suggest is, because as you're growing your brotherhood brand, Darren, you know, you need these young women to come on this journey and understand and whole space like so men i encourage you to bring your girlfriends onto this podcast and let her listen that it's okay for her to allow you to be you it's okay for her to trust herself that she's worthy of the love that you're going to give to her and you're not going to run away and you will close off at times and be quiet and shut down because you're a male and as women that's okay he still loves me He's not going anywhere. Beautifully said. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's that freedom to be all of self. Right. And there's so many different facets, even for males, right. Cause we have the, we have both the mass and feminine, right. And you don't have to, you don't have to be this whole macho dude the whole time, right? That's not what she wants. That's not what, that's not what you want either. That's, it's fucking boring, you know? And it's, it's, it's being able to, and it's doing the work yourself, right? That's where it takes responsibility to educate yourself and to do the work on yourself. So at first you accept all of self in, in all yeah. ways that you can and continue to, because how can you expect anyone else to do that if you haven't done it yourself, right? Um, yeah. But but then from that place, from the connection with self, which is what this really is all about, right? Because the first relationship is the relationship with yourself. Yeah. And when you cultivate that, then you can step forward and, and you can be more accepting, be more loving, not have to control everything. It's like what we'd say in ceremony is it's, it's trust in love, mm. right? Which is trust in everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's from that place you can kind of let your shield down, right? and let other people in because the number one factor that comes back to mental health, right. Is usually it's a lack of healthy connections, right. With people and relationships, which is what this comes down to. And that comes back to, again, your relationship with yourself. But if you want to have healthy relationships, you have to have the capacity to let people in and see you, you know, and to, to be vulnerable and to, to open up and but it's creating that space in yourself and having the, again the courage to do that uh which is which is very important it's loving without any expectation mm. and realizing that whether that relationship or that person comes into your life for a moment a season or a lifetime whatever it is they've played their role so no attachment to the attachment so yeah you get loving and loving in the moment and knowing that it might not last forever, but that's okay. Trusting in the process that we're playing a role for each other right now is the illusions of what we need to learn 
that's not to say you're not going to meet someone and be with them for 50 years. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's no expectation that that person plays out that role. It's just an evolution of love itself within self. So when you trust, you trust. You, you do a lot of this in yoga and within, I'm assuming, ceremony as well. You've got to go and take your place to a place where you can, you take your body and you allow it to release. And as you're allowing it to release, it's, it's showing you the wounds or the scars that you need to heal in order to allow that trust in. And so the first partner that I had, he was very loving. He taught me a lot on how to be loved. And he trusted me a lot and he forgave me unconditionally. And that was very, very powerful. And this is why I mean when I say if you don't do your relationship, because he was so much good looking and everyone was like, and he was a nice guy and I didn't believe in myself and have self-worth, I unconsciously, not sabotaged, but destroyed that relationship because I didn't have that relationship with myself. Now, I'm going to attract an amazing guy. It is already in my destiny. Prince, Prince Harry's coming, mate. But, <laughs> <laughs> he's coming. But in order for me to be understand all of him, I have to go inwards and be like, he's there, but and I'm the Omega, but I'm not playing that role as such of um, I, I'm not running away from the love that you're giving me. I'm leaning into it and I'm offering it back as an equal. And so to any, anyone that's listening, it's like you have to go inward and, and it's okay if you're messed up. It's okay if you're suffering from depression, anxiety. By the way, you weren't born with it. You weren't, we don't get born as babies with depression. I'm telling you, I'm a mum. They don't have it. They learn it along the way through things that happen in their environment. But if that's learned behaviour, we can unlearn that behaviour and create positive outcomes and positive and um, associations and anchors and realize that love is a safe place and that love begins with self and trust and no expectations around the trust it's total surrender as you said mm. total total surrender and even though women we can naturally surrender more in today's society we struggle to do it more because we've been hurt so many times we've been hurt because we haven't honored ourselves because even when we knew he was wrong, we still went after it. Even when we were having sex with him and he didn't feel right inside of us, we still kept on having sex with him. Even when he gave us the crumbs, we didn't wait for the croissant. We were like, oh, we'll take you a little breadcrumbs. Thank you so much for giving me breadcrumbs. I appreciate you so much for those breadcrumbs. Thank you. <laughs> Instead of holding still and going, mate, where is my croissant? I want it now. <laughs> I want it to be freshly out. baked with icing, you know, yeah. the best chocolate in the world on the cross. Yes. Yeah, best chocolate. <laughs> chocolate in the middle, gooey and soft. <laughs> you want it to be? You want it to be hard, a bit crispy on the outside, but soft in the middle. Mm. And as human beings, that's what we are. Men, that's who they are. Hard and strong on the outside, soft in the middle. And I think also for a lot of males, it's about allowing that loving. So they've got to do that internal work of healing it because that can be very overwhelming. If you've had a father that's rejected you and your father has come from a place of significance and he um, has made you feel um, he hasn't validated you for your achievements or outcomes or he's teared you down or he's ignored you as, as, a, as a young man then, if that's what you grew up with, and then, and then you may have had girlfriends that have hurt you or cheated on you or this and that, 
you're going on an unconscious level until you believe you're worthy of that love, you're going to reject it. So even if you meet this amazing woman and she really wants to love you and, and she's more than you could have imagined she would be and she's beautiful and caring and all these sorts of things, if you haven't healed that part of you, you're just going to tear her down because you don't believe you're worthy of that love. So the same like how I played out in that first relationship, that's what would happen in another relationship and unless that man has done the work on him to realise I am worthy of that woman, she does love me, she will hold space for me. And for men, because especially in our economy where we're at, they're not feeling like they can provide financially. So that's holding them back from going on dates or spending, uh, or if they're in relationships, you know, spending time with somebody because it's like, well, I can't buy her or do the things that I want to do for her. But this is a perfect time in COVID to um, cultivate love because this is where you're not relying on external validation of expensive dinners and um, restaurants and trips or whatever it is in order to oh, make your relationship find the variety. It's like going to the beach and holding each other's hands and not talking and saying a word. It's like some of the best dates ever. Some of my best dates, we've gone to the park and said nothing to each other and I've fallen asleep. <laughs> I'm like, best date ever. Yeah. And I'm a natural talker. So can you imagine how I think that's a great day? <laughs> and yet we, guys don't realize that. So they're like, oh, I've got to get her the fancy this and the fancy that. We actually, when we really love you, we don't want any of that. We just want you to be present with us. If, if we're naturally a touch person, we want that hug that's really connective. If we're an acts of service type of girl, we want you to do those little things like maybe help around the house or um, take us for dinner or whatever it is. If we're a words and affirmation person, write us a beautiful card. Write us a beautiful text message for no reason and not expecting anything back. Um, if we are a quality of time. Oh, and that's another thing. Don't think sex is a quality of time. Please don't think watching a movie together is a quality of time. Quality of time. Is, and this is where I struggle right at the moment because I'm so in business at the moment. If I'm with a guy and he wants quality of time because I'm so not present with him, he's, it, I'm not giving it to him. So you've got to give him 10 really present minutes and, they, and people feel into it. So my daughter Mia is a quality of time person. I haven't been giving her quality of time. Let me tell you what happened. She created a whole story around bullying. She wasn't even getting bullied, I found out yesterday. <laughs> because obviously we're in COVID. My kids are with me 24-7, yeah. all this stuff. She did this. Because really what she was trying to say is, mum, I need, I want you. So that's why come next Friday, Darren, my phone is going down. Yeah. I said to me, pick, we'll pick the food, me, Charlotte and I. We will go and um, pick a movie, pick our food. And I will only go and work on Saturday and Sunday for two hours. I'm going to be totally present. Whatever activity, whatever they want to do, that we have to covert it in. That's a little girl. She's four years old. If I don't honour her, giving her that quality of time, and that's what I talk about relationships, that will play out again. I can't change her love language. That's what she is. That and gifts, right? And if you're a gift person and your girlfriend wants something ridiculously expensive, save up for it and just buy it for her. Even if it takes you a whole year, she'd really, really appreciate that you actually just bought her the one gift that she wanted and not the other crappy presents along the way. So just do that. Um, so I guess that there's that bit. And... It, it all does start with that inward journey and being present. So I'm so blessed that she made that lie up because I got to get structured. So I'm like right back at work in my flow. Now I'm getting to be one hour of present conversation time with my children every day. And then on that second weekend when I've got them, I'm taking two and a half days and I'm being very clear. Obviously now, cause I'm a single mom, I will let relationship in. These are my boundaries. You come into my life. I've got two children. I can't hide them. Sorry. I don't, they don't exist. 
I'm not giving up our Friday night so you can take me out on a date. You're coming into my Friday night, you know, my other Friday night with me and being a family member. You're playing in 100%. And if he's not right, well, then I trust the process that there will be somebody that's right for that. And that's what comes down to individual trust. And as men, you might meet a woman and you're like, can I date her? She's got kids. Trust yourself. Some of you can. Some of you will have the capacity to give that love unconditionally. And for her, for me, it's like I've got to trust that he will love me regardless of that I've got children and he will see them as his children and play out that spiritual role. So you don't know, like anyone that's listening now, this might not be a concept for you, but in 10 years' time it might be. And it's like can you hold space? And the level of space that you can hold by loving someone else's children unconditionally comes back to the level of space that you hold within yourself. It's such an inward journey. Got to go inward. Got to go. If you're, if you're right now taking drugs, you're, you're having, watching a lot of porn, you are, um, what are other things that people, gambling. You've got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? Where are you not getting something met in your life? And who's hurt you along the way? And write those forgiveness letters to your mother or your father or the people that hurt you, that girlfriend that cheated on you, that boyfriend that tore you down, whoever it is. Forgive them. Forgive yourself. And build. Trust is built through habit. Habit is built through starting a little goal every day. Because when you don't trust yourself, you're betraying yourself. And then you just, you don't value yourself and it goes down to self-worth. Build self-worth muscle. Well, you've got to do a little habit every day that tr- increases trust. Your mind is like racing as I'm thinking about this. Telling <laughs> you this. <laughs> no, no, it, it definitely, it, it makes sense. It does. But it's, is it, it on topic? I'm like, I don't know where yeah, we're going. No, now. no, definitely it is. Because again, this is coming back to relationship with self. Everything is self. It's all self. And it's about the more you, I've learned so much about myself and the more you own it, you actually have to own it. You can't just actually know it. So the moment I said to myself, I'm drinking on a Friday night and my client texted me and she told me she's got this Friday night drinking problem. So she texted me and I texted her back and we had our session. I go, I just want to let you know, when you're texting me, I was drunk. And she's like, thank you so much for being honest with me. And I was like, you're on one. And she's like, you're on one drink. I said, you're on one drink for this week. Then you're going to none. I said, I'm on none. And she's like, so I built rapport even quicker because I was honest and it's like owning, okay, I'm a coach and I'm a relationship coach, but even I look for love and connection in unhealthy ways. And I'm going to own that part of myself. I'm going to heal that wound. I'm going to sit with myself so that I don't need to create chaos and unhealthy variety. When I'm with somebody, let's go get drunk and take party drugs together and do this and do that because we can't just sit with ourselves. And then this comes back to sex, right? Like everyone wants this amazing sex. How can you have it if you're not even connecting with yourself? How can you, you know, I always say to women, if you can't take your clothes off and let him see you naked, why are you fucking him with the lights off? Clearly you don't trust him. So why are you doing that? And guys, like it doesn't matter what size your penis is. It's about you trusting and working in the process. She's not going to care about that. She wants you to be able to feel in it handle all of her and love her (laughs) yeah and it's slowing down that's one thing i'm doing a course at the moment which is about like uh how to males how to have like multiple orgasms right without ejaculation right and this Um, is incredibly powerful because he speaks about that with a lot of males too we hold a lot of tension in our body right because we're constantly going throughout the day and 
it's slowing everything down and slowing the mind down and it's allowing yourself to release the tension because some of the biggest tension is also in our hips and then in our gooch area, which is between, which is, you know, our anus and our testicles in that area and those muscles. Right. And it's actually getting out of a performance mindset that that doesn't need to be an end goal, right. That you don't, that it's not all about ejaculation. It's not all about, you know, making her have an orgasm because that means you're a good bloke or you did well so you can go to your mates and brag about it right which is all conditioning it's all okay you know we're all doing the best that we can with the level of awareness that we have but it's allowing ourselves to just be present and feel and it's getting back into the body and feeling again all right and And that takes practice and for women it's knowing that we haven't failed if he doesn't ejaculate and we're worthy of having multiple orgasms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because as well, like it's taking responsibility for your pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. It's not putting it on the other person. It's that you are the one responsible for your own pleasure. So, and who are you going to have sex with the most in your life? Yourself. Correct. And if you can't kiss yourself, you can't feel yourself, you can't touch yourself. How can you feel and touch another? So like, one of the things it's like give yourself a kiss like this, right? Like not literally everyone. Like, oh, yeah. But if you can't give that passionate kiss to yourself, then how are you gonna let someone else give that to you? Connect with yourself. If you wanna have an orgasm, do that. I personally don't like vibrators. I'm not one of a fan for it. I think you can get a lot of beautiful pleasure just enjoying you and sitting with you um and i think for guys slow down you don't need to get there so quick and if you do it's okay if you do come quick there's no judgment and you aren't a failure if you do she's not gonna hate you but you know try and please her afterwards or whatever it's just it just about being considerate Mm. and compassion and communication Yeah, I mean, there's times I've been like, can you just fuck me? I just want to get fucked and then I want to go to sleep. I'm literally just going to be selfish right now. (laughs) And actually, I think people should say that sometimes. Like, and there's no harm on it. No, everything has to be so, let's go for hours and go the whole day, right? Let's become spiritual masters through sex, (laughs) you know, like let's reach enlightenment. In this session and in every session, my expectation (laughs) is that we dissolve our egos and become infinite love. All right, now, if you can't meet that, then fuck (laughs) off. We want variety like, <laughs> around it. We want that, but we also want just the quickie in. The yeah, and sometimes that's okay, you know. That's and okay that's too, and there's nothing wrong with it. No. So we're human. Um, correct, and that's where it comes down to dropping the expectation of like, oh, it had to be perfect. The bed had to look like this. I had to look like this. So you know, if if you women, if you are listening and you want to wear lingerie. Or he, he'll either like it or he doesn't. But what he wants to know is whatever you're wearing, you feel really confident in. Because when he'll feel that confidence, that energy, and when he feels that, he knows that you're going to be more present with him. So he doesn't care really what you're wearing. It's the energy that you're giving that will allow him to, you know, take control. <clears throat> and men, if you're not taking control, can you please take control there? Because you know what? We do enough. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to take control there too. Yeah, which comes back to that habit building and self-trust, right? Which is then trust 
in and healing the masculine and trusting the and masculine. in a really respectful way not like in a really derogatory way yeah and with sex a lot of it is around consent can i do that to you are you okay with that mm. and having the conversation of i don't like it when you kiss me on my stomach but i really love it when you kiss me on my neck and encouraging the parts of you that you like to be touched and played with and and that's in not only in sex in anything in life so oh uh, so i don't expect to be with someone super clean I'm okay with that because I'm really organized and quite clean. But uh, but I would expect someone that wants to at least help out with me. So, you know, play that role and know that it doesn't need to be perfect as such. That makes sense? Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah. And again, like, well, it's having that, well, it's also knowing what you want, right? And that that is also 100%. your needs, right? And then the certain needs that you have, and and it's being able to communicate those and communicate those effectively with with your partner. Also, understanding that that person too might not quite understand it, um, and it might take them a little while to to come to understand, and that's okay. You know, like we all have different blueprints and different uh, perspectives on the world, I guess you could say. And um, But that's the beauty, right? Because we, relationships at the end of the day is is coming to know yourself from another perspective and constantly. Yeah. 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 Um, interesting you say blueprints because what brought me back onto talking about this was my current coach who is female, um, much better fit for me with my personal journey. And anyway, we're in a session. I'm going through quite a lot of things at the start of the year. And I start getting downloads and messaging her and coaching her. And she's like, why are you not talking about this? She's like, this is what you love. You're so good at it. You're really intuitive. And this is what I mean about following purpose, right? So I started. And now you're like, how'd you get so many clients? I'm like, oh, because I'm just doing what I love and what I enjoy reading about and what is true to myself. And along the journey, it's been put onto that. So the message there was around blueprints because it got me thinking about her partner. And he talks about blueprints a lot. And so... Interestingly enough, I've been coaching them still now in this relationship, <laughs> interestingly. And yeah, wow. um, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, anyone that's listening to this around blueprints and around shadow work, when you meet someone that's your match on around your values and needs, you're going to do some of the most hardest work together. Because you're going to know, you're going to be, you're going to do the shadow work together. So you're going to be having to be prepared for giving it and getting it and giving it and getting it and coming in a safe place of love. Now, let me give you this example. Say there was a child, a man, and he grew up and he came from a broken home and he didn't have, he was not around a lot of family. And then he's with a woman and she's got a lot of family. That can be very intimidating because he hasn't got that. Or for me, I felt very overwhelmed in times in relationship because I didn't have a massive family that loved me. And then they were on an unconscious level I wanted his family to love me, but the way I was going about it was they were not my, we were just different people, right? Um, so just being happy with what you do have. So one of my values is I really want to love my mother-in-law. When I get married one day, I really like, especially if she only had sons, it'd be like, oh, my God, poor thing, right? Like, <laughs> she, like, <laughs> I want to my mum. She might not want that, and that's okay. We have to be okay with where people are at and not let it affect our own personal blueprint of how we expect things to be. Um, and so, yeah, just knowing that you can have your values and have your needs and have your model. And some of those things will 
some of those things you can compromise on and some of those things you can't. So if he's great, but his mum doesn't love me, well, that's okay, but he really likes me. We're really great. And we're going to do the shadow work, which is challenge for those of you that don't know, pretty much challenge the wounds that need to be challenged and call each other out in a safe, loving space. Say, I love you enough, but babe, you're being an absolute dick there. And this is the reasons why, yada, yada, yada. You're being an absolute mole there. I was like, really? You're being passive aggressive. Am I? I didn't even realize that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Owning it, apologizing, moving forward. You actually don't even need to hold an emotion. So if you hold anger for longer than 17 seconds, that's a personal choice. Because in 17 seconds, your body will dissolve that emotion. I'm not very clicky today. I think I'm <laughs> um, But the, yes. The golden, golden wisdom. Yeah. So seven, anything after that story. So when people come and say to me, if you guys are fighting for longer than 17 seconds, if you're listening to me, you are coming from a place of ego. Go and heal whatever you need to heal to drop it. Because you don't need to be arguing. If you're stonewalling where you're like, oh, I'm just going to sulk here and not talk for the next three days, unhealthy. And if you're with a girl like that or anyone's in that relationship, run for the hills. Because you don't need to, no one needs to feel like they have to try to get someone to love them because they don't want to talk to them for 17, for three days. That's another thing. So men are natural stonewallers. They stone, on average, men stonewall, which is shut down 70% more than women after an argument. <clears throat> so for the woman not to feel, un because we unconsciously always feel unsafe in the relationship, you need to say to us, babe, I need an hour. I need two hours. In two hours, I'm going to come back and talk to you about it. But you need to give me two hours. The boundary is set. The communication is set. That she knows, okay, he's coming back in two hours. It's going to be okay. She's not freaking out inside and then playing out a little victim child. He's giving her that safe space for that boundary and then you're coming back and resolving it. Because not every argument is going to be resolved straight away. There is a time process on this. And sometimes the most healthiest thing is to walk away and to allow it to process, right? And yeah. because the ego gets very triggered especially mm -hmm. if you're in a conscious relationship, right? And I'd be, I'd be very careful how you say this because you don't want to make it act as if it's like superior or like you're, you know, above. It's just a more awareness, right? And it's more awareness of the false sense of self. Yeah. And yeah, so going away and breathing and letting the triggers or the emotions pass through and to come back to center, right? And yeah. some people, everyone has their own way of doing that. Uh, and it's important that you have your own way that you feel safe inside yourself uh, so that you can go back and show up as, you know, close to the best version of yourself again, or your highest self, or even just from a place of love and then are able to communicate effectively and listen effectively. Yeah. And as we talk about love, I want to tell you that love is very sacrificial. It's unconditional, but love is sacrificial. A lot of the times when we're in loving relationships, we're sacrificing. So, for example, I'm in a relationship with you, Darren. You're flying around the country. I'm flying around the country. I'm a mum. We've got kids. We're a family. We're going to make sacrifices. But you're a good-looking dude. There's women coming up to you all the time. There's people coming up to me. Do you go for the cookie or do you have the chocolate cake at home, right? You're going to get temptation along the way. So this comes down to self-control, discipline, discernment, and sacrificing, saying, I'm not having a cookie because I want my chocolate cake when I go home. So, for guys, it's like I'm not going to pick up that girl at the club because I know that when I'm being treated myself, she's not right for me. 
why do I want to hurt her and just have a one night stand when I've got no interest in being with her? Um, which, I mean, she wants a one night stand, that's okay too, but she, or being honest with her and saying, we just had sex. That's what this was right now. I'm not looking for a relationship. Being really honest with her and saying, I don't see you as anything more than someone I'm having sex with. Are you okay with that? And more times I was telling, I was teaching a, a younger client of mine who's probably right for you actually. And um, I got him to trust really into himself. And he was like, and then he ended up having like a threesome and all this exploration. And I'm like, okay. And um, I said to him, if you just want to have a one night stand, you be really honest with her because if she just wants to have that with you and he uh, messaged me and he was like, thanks. Cause she just wanted that too. She wasn't looking for anything more. And she respected him enough to keep on screaming then after that because then they both just wanted that at that point in time. But it's around that honesty of this is all I want, this is all I need, this is all I can give you. And ladies, when a man says he's sorry, he really loves you because men struggle to say it. It doesn't come naturally. And it's not about he has to say it's sorry 17 times, flowers, candles, <laughs> Prada bag, the works. Sorry is enough. <laughs> Maybe like, a, yeah, a, big, a big plane with a sign especially made for you saying I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry is massive for him just saying i'm sorry babe i've hurt you so i really know when a man says to me hey i'm really sorry i'm like oh he loves me or he cares for me how sweet or he respects me hmm. that's massive for him to say that oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like we've really, uh, we've really come to, to the close here, come full circle. I think it's been, it's been beautiful to, to watch you open up as, as it's gone on. Like, it's obviously something you're very passionate about, right? And you've worked very hard on. So, and you can see that. And I'm very grateful for you coming on here. And I think so many people are going to get so much value from it, whether that be males or females. And I feel like both will right and this process of it's just it's so beautiful because it's it's when we come to understand that yeah we're very similar but we're also very different in ways right and and at the end of the day what we really want is is collaboration we don't want separation uh, we want connection right and then when we can do the work to come to understand one another better that's when we'll be able to to co-create and and live and be more in harmony within ourselves and in the outside world as well yes you know what came to me just then I, I, if there is a woman listening i'd love her to create a sisterhood that's similar to yours yeah. and then there's a collaboration together i put the intention out there of you know two energetic beings around similar ages bringing the same demographic yeah. What a yeah. healing process. If we're going to raise consciousness, we have to do it together. together. You're doing the guys. Someone needs to step up and do the women. And yeah. And come together. I see that vision too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so healing for men too, you know, to be surrounded by um, conscious women or people, women who are very much in their feminine. It can, it can allow the man to, to open up and, and, and be free. And that's the other thing. When women are in their feminine, quickly on this note, she doesn't even need to be the most beautiful girl. If you're just playing in your feminine, that energy and that radiance, he just feels it. So it actually doesn't matter if you put on a bit of weight or you look like this or you don't have the right hair or whatever. It, I don't know what the things are that people <laughs> I said maybe I put on a little bit of weight, but like everything else I'm trying to, but 
honestly, in that sense, when you're coming from that heart-centered space, he knows it. He just thinks you're even more sexier. And so that's what I would, if there is a woman listening to this, reach out to Darren, create something, co-collaborate. Because um, I do relationships and I do single and inward relationships with um, women or men. But to have collective groups that are specific, how beautiful is that? Mm. So you're coming to me 10 years later and I'm like, oh, my God, they're really, how am I going to help them now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it, well, and it's, it's yeah, it's beautiful because it is that's that the unity of the the divine masculine or sacred masculine and divine or sacred feminine which is what the world is really craving my apologies guys unfortunately the uh zoom call that myself and veronica had cut out towards the end so um she wanted to wish you all so much love and she was very grateful for being on the podcast. And I was very grateful to have her. So if you're looking to reach out to Miss Veronica, I've got all her details below. You can follow her uh, on Instagram, uh, Veronica Bennett. Uh, she also has uh, a website. So it's www.veronicabennett.com.au. Uh, and if it appeals to you to work on all things relationships, I would 100% recommend her. She's been through it all. She's gone through it herself and she's um, continuously growing and continuously expanding. So as always, guys, that's an over and out from me. Send us so much love. Stay safe in these times and remember what's important. Alrighty. Aho.